A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Let's talk German football with the uh, German season taking another twist uh, overnight with the result, as we heard in the news, with uh, Bayern Munich completing the domestic double by winning the German Cup. I'd like to welcome a couple of friends of mine here in the studio. I've been trying to get them on the show for a long time. We have Suresh Lechmanen, the head of Asia at Borussia Dortmund, and Kevin Sim, head APAC at Bundesliga International. Guys, good to see you. Morning. Thank you. Morning. Thank you for having us on the show. Well, first question, I guess, to you, Kevin, as you represent uh, Bundesliga International here in APAC, uh, the Bayern Munich juggernaut rolls on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's another season that Bayern has um, kind of won uh, the uh, both the league um, and now the uh, cup. I think it shows the the strength of the Bayern in terms of the structure, in terms of what they have done over the last decade. Actually, I mean, they have recruited extremely well, and um, now they have um, won the seventh uh, league title. They had a rocky season, to be fair. I think they, if you look at it, they. Um, in the early parts of the season, they were in the early lead and then they kind of fallen away as there was internal problems, you know, playing problems and they lost their way and uh, Dortmund actually was um, dominant uh, right up to the uh, almost till the tail end of the season. So I think all, all in all, I think it's a great outcome nonetheless. If you look at it, the, the league difference between the first and second was minimal. I mean, it was two points. I can take that as a, as a huge entertaining season as, as an outcome. Yeah, and Suresh, you must have been, you know, happy in many ways, but disappointed in the end uh, with Borussia Dortmund's performance. But I guess the profile of your club has been right up there in the spotlight. Um, absolutely. I think we, I think as Kevin just mentioned, we were nine points clear at the first half of the season. And I mean, it's internally within the club and everyone thought this is going to be the season. I mean, the team playing on the pitch was magnificent, incredible talent on the pitch. Not many stars, but a couple of individual young players that have lighted the stage, as you may put it. But yes, you have, you correctly pointed out, we've sort of resonated out from this season. The points are, are very close with Bayern. This is a club that belongs to the people. It comes from the heart. We're yeah, absolutely gutted, disappointed, but we've got to roll on next season to come. Yeah, we're going to talk about the commercial side of German football shortly, but let's just give a bit of background. Suresh has been in his position for five years, representing Borussia Dortmund here in the APAC Southeast Asia region, while Kevin, you've been there around a year. Uh, and when you look at uh, the way things have gone, you know, in the Champions League, uh, I mean, Otmar Hitzfeld, Bayern Munich legend, defended German football in the wake of criticism from its ranks because it wasn't the best season from a Champions League perspective, Kevin. But I guess overall, German bosses would be pretty happy. I mean, if you look at it, you can't have you know perfect um, scenario where you win every season. It's just not possible. I mean, you look at Champions League, um, there are fantastic teams from every single league competing. We've had, um, you know, obviously this season is dominated by the English teams. We have to give them props for a successful um, season. But if you look at it, you know, we have had all Spanish finals before. We had all German finals before. It comes and goes. Um, it's a cycle. So uh, in this situation, I mean, we've come from the back of a very successful World Cup. And obviously, success breeds success. And then obviously, there will be moments where players start to age and then you have to recruit and replace them. I think we'll be stronger for the future because if you look at it, in the last time that Germany actually had a, a, a real issue was after the Euros 2000, which is why the league actually restructured the way they are. And if you look at it, the league has never been healthier financially as well as in terms of the players. I mean, we have the Bundesliga has actually the most 
number of youth players playing. I mean, you look at uh, Dortmund is a, is a fantastic example. Jadon Sancho at that age would never get game time anywhere else in the world. And uh, he's playing out of his skin at the, at the moment. And that's the reason why every single club wants to buy him. And if you ask me, I mean, that's a, a great example why uh, Bundesliga system has been a great system and it's going to be very sustainable for the future. Speaking uh, German football here with Kevin Sim, head APAC at Bundesliga International in Suresh Lechmanen, the head of Asia at Borussia Dortmund. And of course, in many ways, I guess the Bundesliga sets the standards in terms of crowd attendances. It's often had the highest crowd averages and, and we see that and that excitement. How much do you think that is part of the appeal of German football? I mean, I think you look at every match in the Bundesliga, you got a full house. I can speak for Dortmund. We've got 81,000 on an average capacity on every match day. Proud to say we were voted the best club in the world in terms of attendance and in terms of uh, stadium experience uh, by the Times in, in the UK. So we, we are very proud to produce a spectacle for, for our fans, for the international feed as well. Biggest standing terrace in the world, 25,000 standing terrace. I mean, looking at um, the rest of the Bundesliga, going to Cologne, going to Gladbach, going to Leverkusen, it's a partisan crowd. You could see it's not just football in, that's on display. It's just the whole atmosphere, the colours that sort of brings uh, the stadium into life. And this is something that you will never get in the rest of the other leagues. And football itself, it's, it's what you see, it's what you get. Uh, that's not painted in a, in a very uh, artificial way. Mm. So you could see people are there parents, grandparents, family. It's, it's unison in that sense. And, uh, and, and for, for Dortmund, as you can see, the game starts at three in the afternoon. People are out in the morning going to the fan veld, going to the club merchandise shop, buying, buying their merchandise, dressed in black and yellow, staying up till one hour, two hours after, after the match. You don't really see it in some of these uh, matches around the world. Well, your challenge, I guess, you know, in your five-year <coughs> journey with uh, Borussia Dortmund is to try and get that excitement encapsulated here in Asia. And I, I went to a game when Borussia Dortmund played against JDT, Johor, Daryl Taxon. I think maybe yeah. you were just coming into the yeah. job around that time. I think it was about five, six years ago. And then we could see the quality, the gulf in class between, I guess, a, a German team and a, and a Southeast Asian yeah. team. But how would you say the awareness has, has increased in your five years in the job? It's grown uh, organically, I think, for the first year. It was tough. I mean, Premier League has had its presence here for the last 25, 30 years. So we're not playing catching up. We've got our own strategy in terms of what we want to achieve for the club. The, the match against JDT was a prime example that, you know, we wanted to set a, a footprint here in Asia. It was a culture shock for most of our players, I can tell you that, traveling from Singapore to, uh, to Luckin Stadium. Mm. But the whole experience was overwhelming for them. Uh, we had nice uh, police escorts out from, from Woodlands and that was like, well, we've never seen stuff like this only on chips or on, the, or on TV. So that was uh, a nice spectacle for the, for the players getting in there. I mean, the crowd, the JDT uh, fans, they were singing. And it shows exactly what we want to do. We want to be close to, to the people. We want to localise content. We want to localise our approach uh, into Asia. And the last five years, we have had that, that experience and then we have grown into different markets like Japan, obviously, with the presence of Shinji Kagawa, which was so important for us uh, that he was part of our team and not just selling shirts, but also playing for the team. And then we've got 
Singapore as a hub, it's a gateway for the, to the rest of Asia. We have a couple of uh, partners that we are here. Happy that the Bundesliga is also here in Singapore. It helps to, to foster that relationship further into the other markets. But um, yeah, now we've got close to about 32 different partners in and around Asia from, I would say, eight to nine markets. So yeah, we've, we've come the long way and there's still room for us to grow. This is our discussion on German football with Suresh Lechemann, the head of Asia at Borussia Dortmund, and Kevin Sim, head APAC at Bundesliga International. Now, Kevin, you're a, you're a Singaporean. Uh, you grew up loving the Premier League. You grew up following Premier League teams. What did you think when you came to this job a year ago about the challenge that you had to break into that uh, monopoly that Premier Leagues had on the psyche of Singapore and Southeast Asia? And as Suresh mentioned, of course, it's not a different game that you're playing, but what about the challenges for you? I think the challenge is, is there. I mean, for sure, the um, familiarity of the English teams uh, helps tremendously. If you look at it, I mean, Singapore, if you look at it, is uh, a former uh, British colony. So firstly, and everyone uh, speaks English. So we have a couple of barriers that we have actually had to overcome. The first, obviously, being that German is uh, seen as a foreign culture and then secondly in terms of language as well. So I think those are the hurdles and obviously the Premier League was earlier to the markets and as well as the shift in, in their time, in kickoff times, helped them inadvertently to capture the audience in, in uh, Southeast Asia. So I think those are immediate um, benefits of being early and obviously uh, building a fan base early. I think the Bundesliga is uh, firstly not in any competition with any other leagues. I think the good thing is to keep in mind is it's not only in Singapore but across Asia, football is by and large the number one sport which gives us incredible headroom to grow. Uh, I think the interest in football is so high that having two, three leagues present is not a problem. So for us, I think the, the main challenge for us is really to introduce the league to more fans and obviously to better market ourselves and obviously reaching more fans. I think with that, our task is just to entertain them to the point that they know the Bundesliga better. Uh, the Bundesliga actually has more Asian players than the other uh, mm. four leagues. We did a study that uh, we announced about a month ago. There's more Asian players that played in the Bundesliga than the other four leagues have played in terms of appearances and goals more than the other four leagues combined. Wow. So those are the things that immediately gives us a resonance in the audience. It's just that we haven't closed that gap in terms of the knowledge. Even when we speak to broadcasters and partners, they don't have that ideology. So with that in mind, is our job is to localize our content so that the fans actually, oh, wow, these are the players that are culturally similar to mine. I mean, and a lot of the people say that, well, Asian players can't play in European football. I don't agree. I mean, if you look at the success that the Asian players had in the Bundesliga more than the other leagues, uh, shows there's a pathway for that. And what about that um, broadcast deal that um, the Bundesliga has with Fox Sports Asia? I think it's a, it was a five-year deal, wasn't it, that was yes. set up around, what, four, three or four years ago? Four years, yeah. So how's that gone? How's that gone as far as breaking into that uh, Premier League-centric market? Uh, I think it definitely has. I mean, if you look at uh, Fox, the benefit of Fox is that it's available in every single market in, across Asia. If you look at Thailand, Singapore, you know, Malaysia, I mean, the broadcast encompasses every single market. So We've had the benefit of that. And on top of that, uh, there's additional uh, sub-licensees that allows uh, our game to be watched by more viewers. So, for example, in Thailand, um, we are on free-to-air as well, you know, two games a, a week. So that gives, you know, obviously uh, more reach for us. So for sure, the Fox deal has given us a fantastic platform. Being on broadcast is one thing. 
we need to bring the game closer to the fans, not just in broadcast. Because at the end of the day, consumer habits have changed tremendously uh, in the last 10 years. For example, we need clubs like uh, Dortmund to bring their, their matches here, uh, bring content, bring their legends, and then give fans, local fans, a chance to interact with those players and content so that they are familiar with the clubs. Well, you mentioned the game a few years ago in Johor, just over the causeway from, from Singapore, Suresh. But you have some big news about uh, legends from Borussia Dortmund coming to Asia, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so June 8th, we play the legend, the BVB Legends team will play um, Liverpool Legends in Hong Kong. Um, we actually played in August last year. So we won 3-2 and they won a, a return match. And this time they would like to do it in Hong Kong. So please mark your calendar, 8th of June in Hong Kong. Um, you, we're going to expect some really, really top players uh, from both teams. Uh, don't want spo- to do a spoiler, but there are some really notable names from Liverpool especially. Um, but yeah, we are there. It's part of our Asia strategy as well. Um, unfortunately, we're not coming to Asia with the first team. It's, it's not a substitute, but it's a way whereby we want to be close back to our fans. We were in the US last year. Um, so having a game against Liverpool, there's a lot of, a lot of close... Um, sort of relationship yeah. between the two clubs. I wanted to ask you about Jurgen Klopp and his, of course, uh, much-beloved uh, uh, chapter at Borussia Dortmund. Now, such success with Liverpool. How does that help you leverage his popularity in terms of bringing awareness of uh, Borussia Dortmund? Pretty uh, good question. Uh, I think what's primarily important for us is... Um, you can have your favourite team with your Liverpools of this world, the Man United of this world, but you could also support Borussia Dortmund because it's a different league, it's a separate league. And you could see the, the similarities in terms of style and the way Liverpool plays and the way Dortmund play. Jurgen Klopp, is, he's phenomenal. He's a different... He's a, I mean, when everyone speaks about Jurgen Klopp, people love this guy. Great personality. I had the privilege of being welcomed by him when I first joined the club in 2014 calling me by, by my name and that I said, wow, this guy, is, he's a top man. I mean, having someone who recognizes who's too so stretched, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then when I met him again in, in, the, in the US last year and said, hey, Mr. Singapore, how are you doing? And wow. I was like, and he came to me mm-hmm. and, and get, embraced me and gave me a hug. Is everything all right? I said, all good, all good. And uh, so that's, that's the kind of chemistry and the kind of relationship both Liverpool and Dortmund has. And uh, and you can see, I mean, again, we were runners-up. Liverpool was, was runners-up. So, again, it's, it would have been nice if both the teams were champions and mm. in our own league and playing together. Um, but we will play again in the US uh, later in July. So, uh, it's going to be some fireworks. Kevin, how much do you work together with Suresh, knowing that you work for Bundesliga and he's working for Borussia Dortmund and it is all inter- interconnected? I think we work too closely <laughs> at times. I think that, that that's the benefit of it. I think the, because uh, the Dortmund, uh, as well as the other le- uh, clubs, work very closely with the Bundesliga. I think that's the one of the biggest benefits of mm. being in uh, Bundesliga because we share a common shareholding in terms of the, the clubs actually own the league. Um, and that's the reason why we actually uh, discuss with them on every step of the way. So, for example, when the, the game that they are talking about in, in Hong Kong um, in June 8th, we are in conversations with both in, in Germany as well as the team in China, the team in, in Singapore to coordinate our efforts to market ourselves better, to reach more fans. So we are constantly working together on multiple projects at any given time. But obviously, it scales up whenever we have a bigger project, um, for example, when a, a Legends game uh, I mean, comes around. Just to add further from what Kevin has mentioned, I think we are the only, the Bundesliga is unique in itself. That's the only league that works very closely with the other clubs. I mean, you look at the other leagues, they're very independent of what they do. 
Um, the clubs, especially like the English Premier Leagues, they have their own marketing plans for the season. For us, we echo, we sort of put our uh, our plans and ideas together so that we work cohesively and and roll out the plans for the season. So that's mm. something that you, you don't usually see with the other leagues, but for for Bundesliga and the clubs, it works in Mary's pretty yeah. well. So just to add, I mean, to that point, I mean, we had a Bundesliga experience um, in Thailand. This was back in March, yep. and March. Uh, when when we did it, I mean, we obviously had a plan in place. We shared it with um, with all the various clubs, and then a couple of them said, "Well, we were happy to to chip in. You know, these are." We We'll bring in, um, you know, merchandise. We'll bring in uh, yeah, the mascot. the mascot was actually present in that, you know. So we integrated all elements, uh, as many elements of the clubs into it because ultimately you don't market Bundesliga on a standalone. It's yeah. it's very difficult for us because we have limited uh, brand assets as well. Um, the clubs actually is the ones that actually have fans. I mean, it's more challenging for us to to do it without the the support of the club. So I think the closeness of that relationship helps us deliver a richer experience to the fans, and that's ultimately what we want to do. We've been speaking to two men passionate about uh, German football, two Singaporeans, uh, Kevin Sim, head APAC at Bundesliga International and Suresh Lechmanen, the head of Asia at Borussia Dortmund. All the best with the June 8th game in Hong Kong Thank for you. the Borussia Dortmund legends against the Liverpool legends.